Hello and welcome to This Is Your FBI from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Equitable Life Assurance Society presents This Is Your FBI. This is your FBI, an official broadcast from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, presented as a public service by the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community. Freedom has been part of our American life for so long that people have grown used to it. And some of us don't realize what a priceless thing it is. For instance, you're free to tune in tonight's FBI file, which we'll begin in just a moment, or any program, long wave or short wave, pro or con, any time you like. Yes, America, there are no pressures, no orders that you must or must not listen to certain things. And the Equitable Life Assurance Society is a good example of this freedom of choice. Membership in the Equitable Society is purely voluntary. But the advantages are so great that three and a quarter million Americans have elected to become members, that is, policyholders. And more and more people are joining it every year, staying in it, and reaping the benefits of membership in this mutual organization, the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. Truly, the Equitable Society is an American institution, for by serving its members... The Equitable Society serves America. Tonight's FBI file, The Nylon Hijacker. It has been said that the female of the species is more deadly than the male. And while this expression applies zoologically only to certain of the lower animals and insects, tonight's case from the files of your FBI demonstrates that in the field of human crime, no male could be any more deadly than the female who is motivated by a desire for revenge. <laughs> In one of those cheap cold-water flats across the East River from Manhattan, a pretty-faced young girl in a red chenille robe sits staring into a cup of coffee gone cold. She's been awake all night, waiting for the sound of certain footsteps in the hall, which never come. Suddenly, the girl straightens. But it is not his knock. He wouldn't knock. He'd use his key. Just a minute. Hiya, Bunny. Chris, what are you doing here this early? Jeff, give me an aspirin and a bottle of beer quick. Huh? Kid, your big sister is really hung over. Oh, come on in. I- I'll get you an aspirin right away, Chris. Okay. And I'll die for the icebox. Oh. Where's Frankie? Frankie? Mm-hmm. Oh, he, uh, he, he's not here. Uh-huh. Hey, is this all the beer you got? Well, take it, Chris. I ordered some more this morning. Okay. Where's an opener? Uh, right on the table. Oh, oh, yes. Well, 
Here's the aspirin, Chris. Thanks, kid. That should do something. Hey, you don't look so hot, Bunny. What's the matter? Well, I, uh... Well, I didn't sleep very good last night. He didn't come home, did he? What? You heard me. Frankie didn't come home. No. I thought so. Chris, I... I'm scared stiff. I'm afraid he's gotten into some kind of trouble. Is that what you really think, honey? What do you mean? Look, kid, you're my sister, and I tear my hair out for you. You know that, don't you? Of course, Chris. And have I ever lied to you? No. Then you ought to know I wouldn't come all the way over here at 8 o'clock in the morning and with a hangover to boot to start lying to you now. What are you talking about, Chris? I know why Frankie didn't come home to you last night. You do? Yeah. And I know why he didn't come home the other two times. Well, well what, what happened to him? Frankie has given you the business, kid. He's got a dame. Chris! I saw him together last night. Oh, no, no, Chris. You must have made a mistake. Not a chance. But Frankie wouldn't do that to me. Oh, wake up, kid. He is doing it. he promised me. He promised he'd never look at another girl. Oh, honey, why don't you grow up? But I tell you, he promised. He promised to take out of this dump, too, didn't he? Yes, and he's going to as soon as he does a job or two and gets some money. I know for a fact Honey, shut up and listen to me. Frankie's making good dough already. He's got a racket. What? I don't know what it is, but I found out that much, and it's paying off. But he never told me anything about it. Of course not. He's spending it all on that redhead. What redhead? The one I've seen him with. Oh. She's got a car and an apartment. Oh. And I'll give you one guess on who's paying for it. Who's paying? Oh, no, Chris. And when he gets ready to give you the brush off for keeps, he'll do that, too. <laughs> now, look, kid, when you married that rat, I washed my hands, but... I won't take you getting shoved around this way. Oh, this is awful. You can't handle a guy, but I can. So just let me know the next time he's home, and I'll be right here to really straighten that stiff out. In the New York City office of the FBI next morning... An assistant to the agent in charge is just finishing a telephone conversation as Special Agent York enters. Right. Yes. Yes, we'll get on it right away. And thanks a lot. New business, John? Yes, interstate hijacking. Oh? A truckload of nylons. Nylons? (laughs) Well, who did it, your wife or mine? (laughs) No, York, I'm afraid they both got scooped on this one. Where did it happen? In Jersey, on the highway the other side of Hoboken. Uh Uh-huh. Truck stopped at an intersection for a light. Three men stepped out of the shadows and did the rest. Anybody hurt? Well, they knocked the driver out. He came to about an hour later, made his way to the police, and reported. Could he furnish any lead? Well, the police are questioning him now. Well, they must have brought the nylons on into New York. That's right. Truck was found abandoned at, here it is, Broadway and 125th. Uh, probably miles from where they unloaded it. Yeah, I would think so. You know, this must be a new mob operating. That's the first interstate hijacking job around here since we broke up the Niles gang. Do you want me to do anything? Yes, will you go over to police headquarters and get the driver's testimony? Right. And you'd better examine the truck, see if you can pick up any prints. Okay. And York, check with me later. Let me know what you found. Coming. Hiya, Bunny. Oh, 
Hello, Chris. Well, ain't you going to ask me in? Oh, sure. Uh, um, come ahead. Is he home? Who? Now, who do you think? Uh, Frankie? That's right. Uh, yeah, he, uh... He's home. I thought you were going to get in touch with me when he showed. Well, you see, Chris, I... Where is he? Uh, Sitting right over here, scared to death of you, hotshot. Oh. Please, Chris, you were wrong about Frankie. He explained about that girl and everything's fine. Yeah, I'll bet he explained. Did he tell you about... Why don't you keep your ugly kisser out of other people's business? Bunny's my sister, and I don't like the way you're giving her the business. What's the matter? You're jealous because nobody ever give you a break like I did, Bunny? Why, you cheap little five-and-dime racketeer, I'll... Shut up. Frankie. Tell this big mouth to get out of here. Please go, Chris. Everything's all right between us now. You keep quiet. You heard a hot shot blow. Oh, no. I told Bunny I was going to come over here and straighten you out with her, but now I've changed my mind. Great. Fine. So beat it. I changed my mind because you can't make anything else out of a rat but a rat, and I don't want her to go on living with one. Are you Frankie, don't cheat my sister. That's your tough luck. I told you he'd brush you off for keeps as soon as he got ready, Bunny, but I was wrong. He's a two-timing bully that's got to have somebody to kick around all the time, and you're it. Oh, Chris, please, please. He can't bully anybody in his mob. They'd give him a belly full of lead. And the first time he kicks that redhead around, she'll stick a knife in his back. Chris! And he knows if he takes a swing at me, I'll blow his brains all over the joint. I'm getting out of here. Oh, no, Frankie, don't. I've had enough. Oh, see what you've done, Chris. Frankie, don't go. Don't leave me. Please, Let go. go. Oh. Frankie! <laughs> Sorry, kid. He hit me. Well, what did you expect? Well, that was a very mean thing for him to do. He was just looking for an out, kid. You mean for keeps? Sure. Oh, Chris. <laughs> now, look, that ain't worth crying over. You're better off that he's gone. But now I won't get these stockings. What stockings? From the hijacking. What are you talking about? Frankie hijacked a whole truck load of nylons last oh, night. Oh, stop, will you? Yes, he did. I heard him call up some men this morning to try to sell them. Look, there's the list right over there that he was working from. This, uh, this one over here? Yep. He promised me I could have as many nylons as I wanted. And Chris, you as a girl know just how tough it is Wait to get... Wait a minute. Huh? I think we can get more than nylons out of that character. What do you mean? Give me the phone book, quick. Hello. Mr. Fulton? Yes? Um, I'm calling for Frankie Austin. Oh. Frankie wants to know if you can use some nylon. So soon? I just got 3000 from him. Oh, um, well, you see, these were for another customer, but he couldn't raise the cash, so Frankie thought you might want to nail these down, too. Sure, sure, I could use some more, all right. How many has he got? Uh, 6,000 pairs. Say, that's fine. When can he deliver them? How about tonight? The sooner the better. Same place? Well, uh, Frankie, you don't like to deliver twice the same time and place. I see. Here's what he said for you to do. Have the cash with you, and at 10 o'clock tonight, bring your pickup truck to the intersection of Highway. Can I come in, John? Sure, come in, York. 
How'd you make out? Well, I went to police headquarters and interviewed the truck driver. And? Well, he doesn't remember too much about the hijacking. He stopped at an intersection when the three men ganged up on him. Could he describe them? He gave me a fair description on one of them. I, I have it right here. Uh, nothing on the other two? No. Huh? How about the truck? Oh, I went up and looked it over. There were over a dozen different fingerprints scattered around. I'm having them worked up now. Well, chances are none of them will belong to the thieves. Yeah, I know. Well, this one description may be of some help, though. How's that? We checked the police files. It tallies pretty closely with a man who's done this sort of job before. Who's that? You? A racketeer named Frankie Austin. You know where he is? Not yet, but I'm going to work on that right now. Good. If you find him, bring him in. Gee, Chris, is it about time Mr. Fulton was coming? He, he ought to be driving up any minute now. Chris, I... I'm scared... So am I, but not for the same reason. What do you mean? I'm scared he might have got suspicious and backed out. Oh. Can I turn on the radio? You could attract more attention by screaming. What do you mean? Never mind. You stay just like you are, kid, and after tonight we're going to start making money out of those big blue eyes and empty head of yours. Oh, Chris, what a thing to say about your own sister. Wait a minute. There's a little truck pulling up at the intersection now. Oh, do you think it's... Would I flash the headlights? But suppose it's not him. He answered. It's him, all right. Now just sit tight. Is that you, Frankie? Pull in behind us. Stop and cut out your lights and then come back here. Where's Frankie? Do what I tell you. Sit right where you are, Bunny. What have you got there? A jack handle, darling. I thought Frankie was going to be here. Have you got the ten grand? Sure. Where is it? Right in this envelope. Cash? Yes. That's all I wanted to know, Mr. Fulton. Now, this envelope for me... And one for him. There. And that's that. Chris, you're not going to leave him there. Sure. Oh, pull him out of the middle of the road. He might get hurt. Now, before tonight's FBI file resumes, as it will in just a moment, a word about psychology from our sponsor, the Equitable Life Assurance Society. This week at the Equitable Society, I had lunch with a brand new policyholder whose lively conversation made me feel better myself. And I asked him, do all the folks from your part of the country talk with so much pep? Well, he grinned at me and said, well, I come from a lively state. But right now, I've got more pep than I've ever had in my life. You see, I've just invested in life insurance with my town's Equitable Society representative. And you know, a very interesting thing is happening to me. I feel my worries dropping away, and I never knew till now how they drag me down. Yes, sir, my mind is beginning to function at full speed, not just part of it, but all of it. All the things that have been holding me back are disappearing. 
The whole world's a grand place. Yes, it's great to be alive when a man's mind is at peace. Well, you know, you're likely to benefit in more ways than you realize when you let your Equitable Society representative help you get free from whatever financial worries may be destroying your peace of mind. With his help, security comes easily, for he's an expert in protection. And he represents an institution which has been a tower of financial strength and stability since 1859, the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States. Yes, this week, and every week for more than 86 years, the Equitable Society has been building security for you, your home, and your country. And now, back to the FBI file, The Nylon Hijacker. The frame-up crime is one of the most popular instruments of revenge employed by members of the underworld society against each other. But in planting clues intended to incriminate their foe, they rarely fail to leave some track which leads eventually to their own guilt. It was nearly midnight before highway patrolmen discovered the body of the man named Fulton lying on the road about 100 yards from the highway intersection. Early next morning in the FBI office. Morning, John. Oh, morning, York. I think I finally got a line on Frankie Austin's whereabouts. Well. With any luck, we should pick him up this afternoon. Well, we certainly have. Oh, wait a minute, will you? Sydney speaking. This is Jersey Highway Patrol Headquarters, Mr. Sydney. Yes. We would have called you sooner on this, but we spent all night checking angles. Well, what have you got? Looks like something that ties in with the nylon hijacker. York, better get on the other phone and listen to this. Okay. All right, shoot. We found the body of a man named Fulton last night near the intersection of 64 and 22. Yes? We checked the identification card in his wallet and found out he's a dealer in women's stockings. Oh? The thing that really ties it in is the typewritten note we found on him. Well, what is it? said 3,000 pairs of nylons would be delivered to him at the intersection last night at 10 o'clock. Fulton was to bring $10,000 in cash with him. Oh? Well, who signed that note? It was just signed Frankie. Well, that must be Frankie Austin. Uh, do you know whether Fulton had the money with him when he got there? We checked his office a while ago. He drew that much from the bank yesterday about noon. Well, I see. Our special agent York is leaving here at once. He'll go over details with you and check on the scene of the crime. Right. Thanks a lot, officer. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, that seems to be the clincher on Austin. Yeah. York, tell me where you think he's going to be this afternoon. While you're gone, I'll have somebody hop out and pick him up. Right. Austin. Yes, sir? You might as well come clean. The evidence against you will be here any minute now. I don't care what evidence you got. I didn't knock that guy off. What about the note? How many times do I have to tell you? It's a frame. Now, who would want to frame you? I don't know. Why would they want to frame you? I don't know that either. Then what makes you so sure it's a frame? Look, gee, man, I tell you, I didn't have Maybe you tried to, to cut it. somebody out after hijacking that truckload of nylons. That's a lie. It was my own job. Well, at least we got that much settled. 
Okay, okay. So I knocked off the truck, but I didn't kill that guy full. Then where were you at 10 o'clock last night? I wasn't wherever he was. Can you prove that? Sure I can. Well? I was at a certain dame's house. I thought you were married. I am married. Does your wife know about the other girl? What's that got to do with proving where I was last Are night? Are you still living with your wife? What's that got Austin, to... answer my question. I walked out on her yesterday. Have a fight about the other girl? My wife's sister started it. She hates my guts, and when she found out about the thing... Can I come in, John? Yes, come in, York. I've been waiting for you. Oh. Is this Frankie Austin? Yes. We've been having a little talk. Well, what did you get? Well, here's the note that was found on Fulton. Let me see it. Right. Thanks. Austin. Yeah? Is that your signature? Let's see. There you are. Yeah. I not write anything like that. I don't think Austin killed Fulton, John. Oh? That's what I've been trying to tell him. You see, in addition to Fulton's footprints at the scene of the crime, I found some made by high heels. A dame. And, John, there's traces of woman's face powder on the note as if it had been carried in a handbag. Hey. You can even smell it. Hey, wait a minute. I'm beginning to get the whole picture. What do you mean? I told you this was a frame. And now I know who's behind it, my sister-in-law. How do we know she wasn't working with you? Look, believe me, she wasn't. She hung this on me. Where can she be located? Wherever my wife is. All right, Austin. We'll check on your story. Bunny? Yeah? Bunny, ain't you packed yet? Oh, I'm having a terrible time, Chris. I can't get everything in. Look, we're wasting time. we got to get out of here. Oh, he ain't coming back. I've got to take everything... And this book just won't fit in. So what? Leave it. Oh, I couldn't, Chris. It's my memory book. Look, stupid, you'll have the rest of your life to read it if the cops come here. Now, forget it. Why should the cops come here? Because we killed a guy, remember? Yeah, but you said they were going to blame Frankie for that. That's why you put that note in Mr. Fulton's pocket. Bunny, please, just keep moving. Okay. Have you got that address? Uh, it's on the table there. I tore it out. Right. Where are we going? Wherever the first thing's leaving for, and I hope it's Mexico. Mexico? What's the matter with that? But I can't speak Mexican. That is not your big handicap, kid. Come on, shut that bag up. All right, all right. I'm ready. Okay, now let's get out of here fast. home, John. Hmm. Well, we have Austin's key and a search warrant. Let's go in. Right. Go ahead, Joe. Yo. Man, I'll say they're not here. Look at the mess. Yes, well, let's take a look around. They didn't bother to take half of their clothes with them. Well, with $10,000, they wouldn't need to. Hey, we must have just missed them. Yeah? Look here. Cigarettes still burning in the ashtray. Oh. Well, now the question is, are they going underground in this area, or are hey, they going to... What have you got? Oh, maybe nothing, but... Look at this newspaper. What about it? Oh, it was lying over there open at this page. Yes? And there's a piece at the bottom corner missing. Yeah, and it wasn't clipped out either. No, it's torn out like whoever did it was in a hurry. What's the date on that paper? You uh, it's, it's this morning's. Okay, get on the phone, ask the newspaper what's printed on page... Uh, 26. Page 26 at the bottom of column... column 8, and hurry. Right. <laughs> 
But I tell you, we have no tour leaving for Mexico just now, madam. Then what have you gotten? Don't call me madam. I'm sorry. <laughs> he thinks you're married, Chris. Shut up. Here's what we can do for you. Shoot. Uh, we can get you on a train leaving in one hour for New Orleans. And from there, you can take a banana boat. A banana boat? What's that? One that carries bananas, obviously. Okay, okay. Fix us up on that. But don't you want to know where the boat's going? Just book us and make it snappy. Very well. May I have your names, please? This is Frankie Austin and Miss Christine Wilson. Who are you? How did you know our names? We're special agents of the FBI. Huh? The FBI? That's right. You're both under arrest for murder. Murder? Chris, I told you we should... Shut up. It's too late for that, Miss Wilson. You've left tracks a mile wide, including the ad for this travel agency torn out of this morning's newspaper. All right. Come along, both of you. The three criminals in tonight's case were all punished to the full extent of the law. Frankie Austin was sent to a federal penitentiary for hijacking. His wife received a long prison term for her part in the killing of Fulton. And his sister-in-law was convicted of murder in the first degree. Whether the female of the species is more deadly than the male or not, in the field of human crime, she operates under the same handicap as the male. The same handicap which ultimately defeats all criminals. The inevitable clues which sooner or later fasten upon them the verdict of guilty. Before you hear about next week's thrilling case from the files of your FBI, the Equitable Society wants to tell you about a citizen of whom your community can well be proud. And I mean your neighbor, the Equitable Society life insurance representative. Look to him for the financial security of life insurance. He's a man ready to serve you in the same spirit in which throughout 86 years, the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States has always served its members. His every working hour is devoted to building security through life insurance for you, your home, and your country. Next week... We will bring you another colorful story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The Swampland Kidnapping. The incident used in tonight's Equitable Life Assurance Society's broadcast are adapted from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. However, all names used are fictitious, and any similarity thereof to the names of persons living or dead is accidental. Tonight, the music was under the direction of Frederick Steiner, the author was Frank Ferries, and your narrator was Dean Carlton. This is your FBI, is a Jerry Devine production.
Now, this is Carl Frank, speaking for the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States and the Equitable Society's representative in your community, and inviting you to tune in again next week at this same time when the Equitable Life Assurance Society of the United States will bring you another colorful story from the files of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. The Swampland Kidnapping on This Is Your FBI. ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.